Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back, or welcome to, Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every week, is your co-host, Mike. Today, Mike will be bringing a list to us. I don't know what the list is. It's his. It's of his creation. He's going to tell me his top 10 of that list, at which point we will vigorously debate until we've agreed upon the definitive top 10 of that list. So, Mike, what are we doing this week? All right, K-Dog, before we get into this week's topic, we want to have a brief announcement for the listeners, a brief request for the listeners, really. I know you and I have talked about this. We've got some awesome listeners, not all of whom share our last names, many of whom but not all of whom. And we would love to get the audience's input on some of the best albums of the year. So what we're thinking is we want to put together a Twitter, like a little little retweet situation. We're going to tweet out what's the best album of the year. We want you to retweet us with your response. We're going to aggregate those totals. And eventually we're going to have sort of a user-created episode. We want to talk about what your responses are. I think that's kind of the basic idea, right, K-Dog? Yeah, we realized, like, there's been a lot of us two on this podcast lately, which, like, everyone agrees sucks, and... There has been no debate about that point. So that, in conjunction, I was thinking, like, I want to talk about music. I want to talk about, like, the best of 2018, but my field of vision of music is so narrow yeah. But I couldn't intelligently, neither of us could intelligently talk about the year and music. It's tough for me in years when Bruce Springsteen and the Arctic Monkeys don't each put out five albums. Precisely. To come up with the top ten. Right. So, it's like, if only we had, like, a, a resource where we could get our listeners to tell us. And our, our listeners are way smarter than us. And I yeah. just think it'd be a fun way to engage and open our eyes to a bunch of cool new music. So, please tell us what your favorite album of 2018 was. And then retweet it, get it as many people to, to retweet it as possible, because the more albums we have, the more data points we have, the easier it'll be to aggregate a list. And it'll be a, a, an experimental kind of top 10, but I think the idea is going forward, we could do more of this and talk about things yeah. that we don't know as much. So that's that's our little announcement, little plug. Yeah. So we're going to... we're gonna. Go forward with that. Look out for the poll. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get going on that. But for now, this week's topic is one that I've kind of been circling. I've had it on my, the, my back burner for a little while now. It's one that my dad may have actually wanted to be invited to, but Uh-oh. whatever. We'll, we'll get him back on another one. So this week we're going to be talking about commonly misused phrases or words. <laughs> You've been talking about this one for a long time. Yeah, so so I want to be clear on a couple points. The biggest distinction I want to make here is that this is not purely grammatical errors, and it is specifically not going to be written grammatical errors. Mm. So the situation where somebody says then versus than, that's really, that's something that shows up in writing or it's and it's. Those are things that you'd only know in writing, mm. and in a spoken conversation, you're not going to notice it, uh, and if you do, then... Let me know. That's that's quite impressive. If you can just tell somebody saying the wrong it's. Excuse me, that should be there, not there. <laughs> so if that happens, good for you. But I think that that's, that seems a little less likely. So this is really those kind of phrases and words that people misuse uh, in regular conversation. I also want to note that we will not be calling out 
sort of co- weird common phrases that are legitimate like the ones that you talked about where yeah. it's sort of you know like a du- the phrase itself is kind of dumb but it's used these correctly Yes, these yeah. would be situations where this is just wrong. Somebody is, <laughs> is simply wrong in this scenario. Yes, I can think of a couple right off the bat. Yeah, and so I, I think it, there's definitely some different categories that come into play here, but I think it might be good to just hop right into it. Okay, let's do it. What's number 10? All right, number 10 is a classic. It's one you heard a lot as a kid. Probably hear a little less now. It's on accident. Mm. So on accident is wrong. It's just, it's just wrong. And I don't know why, but it is. This is one where I thought about, you know, maybe I should do some back, some research into like where the, where people went wrong here. I don't know. I think people are just kind of messing this one up. So I know why it's, like, I understand that it's wrong, obviously, but like, how would you correctly say this then? By accident. Oh yeah. Uh, duh. So Kyle and I ran into each other by accident. I don't, I don't actually know where the on accident things come, thing comes from because I think, well, I take, let me walk that back for a second. I do think I know where it comes from. I think it's on purpose. And Mm. so people are, oh, are comparing the two. They're saying one is on purpose. The other must therefore be on accident. Mm. It's that thing that little kids do where they project one grammatical rule onto other words like, I forgotted or I forgetted mm-hmm. instead of saying I forgot because most of the other verbs to make it a past tense, you add an ED at the end. So I think that's kind of what's happening here. But for some reason, this one's had a little more longevity than you'd think. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I wouldn't have known that this is the, the wrong way to say it. I like, I don't think that I don't use by accident. I think I use both, but I definitely use on accident more. Like, there's no Interesting. question. Yeah. I've never noticed that about you. If you do, I'm not sure that you do, because I feel like I would have noticed by now. Mm, that's kind of you to say, but I think you might be masking this one just to, like so you don't have to deal with the fact that your best friend like is a guy that says on accident instead of by accident. Interesting. Well, the good thing is it clocks in at number ten. Yeah, so it's not a big deal. It's fine. <laughs> so you're just not number one. I know for sure you don't do number one. I hope so. Number one, number one. I know you don't do because we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So number nine is kind of a classic. This is one that people say a lot, and I'm not going to get super mad at it because I definitely say this one. It's maybe a little bit of self-loathing and even putting this one on the list, but it's try and. Rather than saying try to, like, two people might say, let's try and get together later. No. The phrase is let's try to get together later. Because as you say try and get together later, it's like saying let's both try and let's get together later. You're setting up these two separate things as though the trying is an activity in and of itself. But what's really happening is you're trying to meet later. I understand that. And yet... I think if you look through my phone, you could find a text that I sent in the last two days that has this error typed out. Like, this is the one that... (laughs) So this is an interesting point that I want to get to on... There's a couple later that I specifically want to get to on this. This is an important question. So the spoken form of let's try and get together is only moderately offensive to me. Likely because I say it. (laughs) It escalates quickly into the extremely offensive 
territory when typed out. But I don't feel that that's within the purview of this conversation, so I'm trying not to weight that unnecessarily. If I did, something like Triand would, would shoot right up the rankings. Interesting. This is one that I absolutely, like, I, and like, this is one of those phrases that often gets truncated into one word, kind of. Yeah, like, let's try and try, yeah, like, trying to, I, that, like, are you, I guess that's trying to. Yeah. Even trying to, like, trying to is trying to, like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, usually. I'm trying to smash. I think you said I'm trying to smash. Yeah, I'm trying to, usually, it's, it's usually something unsavory. But, but I, like, try and, Trying, like I, I say that, like let's try and get together. I say that like yeah. a lot. No, but I see. This is what's interesting about this one. I do too. Yeah, but it's so wrong because it. This is one of those ones that really makes no sense. It's very common, but it really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I guess you're right. I don't. But the thing is, I don't think I'm gonna be able to stop. I don't think I'm gonna be able to stop either. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Yeah, I mean I'll try I mean, and I'll, stop. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try and stop. God, see? See, it sounds gross now, doesn't it? Ah! (laughs) Damn it. This is number nine? (laughs) Shit! (laughs) This is number nine. I also, can I just note, I I just thought of one that I don't think should be on this list, because it's not really a misused phrase. It's So if we decide to include this, it's number one. Hmm. But I don't think we ought to include it, which is like. Like, when people say like. That's a crutch word. Because I think that's a crutch rather than... It's not a uh, misuse of the... It is kind of a misuse of the word. It is kind of a misuse. So it depends on how we look at it specifically. I want to get it out of the way so that Quinn doesn't beat us up. I think, I think that it would be number one, but I don't think it really fits into this. That's a little bit more of, like you said, just kind of a tick. Yeah. That would be like getting mad at someone for saying, um, a lot. Yes. It's, it falls into the um category. Although I will note, like kills me. It really kills me. It kills me that. It, I do it as much as I do because I hate. There's nothing worse than when you're listening to someone and it's really yeah. And you're uh, yeah, but then you realize like, I definitely do it. Yeah, so. but this I think that that's why this triand is so difficult for me because I know I'm doing it and I really don't want to do it. Well, let's try to be better at number eight. Let's try to be better. Number eight is a weird one that you may never have heard. I allow for the fact that this might just be one that really burns me. Disconcerting. Have you ever heard this one? No. Well, oh, it's oh boy, like, this like, one really like gets mis- my saying disconcerting. Yes. Oh, okay. Because when you said that, I was like, "Does he mean disconcerting?" So okay, like, but I don't yes. know. If I've ever. I don't. I've never been like, oh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> you should have said disconcerting." <laughs> so this comes. Up, I have done that. So this comes up <laughs> all the time on talk radio. Uh, I don't know why. I think so. I listen to a lot of sports talk radio. I think that this comes up because a pretty heavy proportion of sports talk radio conversation is somebody trying to sound smarter than they are. And so there's a lot of big words that get thrown out that are not used properly. And so people will say, you know, it's really disconcerting that Craig Kimbrell keeps giving up a run in the last inning. (laughs) Now, here's my issue. There's a lot of words that people say wrong. That it's you know whatever it happens. Yeah, I, I I'm not I'm not a total dick about this. A little bit, but I'm not a total dick. My issue with this word is that if you're the person who's saying disconcerting rather than disconcerting, almost invariably you're really just substituting it for the term concerning, right? Which is a very common word. It's a, it's 
quite common. People say concerning all the time. People of very different vocabulary levels. So my big thing is that the term concerning is, I think, at pretty much everybody's disposal. I, I think your average person knows that term and can use it. Right. So I'm wondering why the need to fancy it up into this disconcerting fake word. Because if you're thinking this this notion, just say concerning. I think that saying... But, like, so to, to counter that, though, like, don't you think there's a, di- like, so let's say we're using the phrases correct correctly. Do you think there's a difference in connotation if you say something is disconcerting versus, versus it's concerning? Enormously different. I don't think, I don't think that the connotation of those two words is really all that close. I think they're rather different. But what I've noticed is, um, is in situations where somebody says disconcerting, they're almost always actually just saying concerning. Oh. See, to me, the two words are, like, they don't mean exactly the same thing, but they're close enough Yeah. that, like, if I heard someone say disconcerting, I would assume they actually mean disconcerting, and they're not just thinking it is concerning. Like, they're are, they are trying to convey different meaning and just failing to use the right word. But I can see what you mean. I allow for that possibility, but my suspicion is that they are trying to say disconcerting because they want to be saying disconcerting, but what they're actually conveying is concerning. I think it's just a matter of prestige, because I think that the term disconcerting is a more prestigious term I than concerning. Oh, it's it's without question. It has more letters, therefore. Yes, no I think, question about I, that. I think part of this, I think part of what's factoring into this is that you're like a snob. So yeah, oh, that's factoring so into all of I, this. I do think. That, <laughs> I have a. I have. Let me just be clear. I have a podcast yeah. <laughs> that allows me a a bully pulpit from which to spew yeah. my grammatical pe like pet peeves. Yeah, numbers ten through eight are, have shown us this so far. I think that's part of your take on this. Yeah, but I I think it's I think it's fair, and I'm a little upset with you because now like this one is going to bother me too. And I'm Pay gonna, attention. You're gonna you're gonna hear but it. It's not that I've never noticed it, but now my outlook on it is far more pessimistic. So thank you. Yeah, yours was sort of a nice. Yeah, yours was sort of nice. People are just screwing it up. Mine is people are are striving to to just be douches like me and screwing it up, which right. is a far dimmer view of people. Yeah, it's 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 it makes me feel worse. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, all right. So, want to go to number seven? Let's do number seven. Number seven is probably the most purely dumb one on this list, but one of the more common ones. Number seven is irregardless. Interesting. This, this one is just dumb because regardless is a perfectly good word. It is a perfectly good word. It also already has a negative built into it, which is less. Because it is less regard. Therefore, there's no need to add another negating little word part in there in the form of ear. And it's also a perfectly good word. Regardless is a good word. Regardless is a good word. My only my quibble with this word is that I believe it's an actual word. It is. It is an actual word. And yes. so, therefore, it's technically... I can see why you would put it lower on this list then, because for a very, very long time, I thought irregardless was not a word. And so, like, anytime I heard someone say that, I'd be like, ugh, 
this idiot is saying irregardless, but it turns out I'm an idiot and thought that it wasn't a real word. So now if someone says it, it's like, I don't know, like, like, does it fit this list then? Because it's, it's a weird, like, I, I think your quibble with it is just that, like, you're, you're going too far, like, you're doing, you're trying too hard by saying irregardless because you can do the same thing with regardless. Yeah. But technically that doesn't quite fit the criteria of this list because it's not incorrectly used. It's just using like the wrong word or not even the wrong word. It's, it's using. It's not, I think it's, I think the term is non-standard or something like that. It, it's, it's, it's not in the standard lexicon, but it is acceptable or some, something like that. It has some designation that it so, can be used, but it probably okay, ought so not like, to be used. Okay, so there's an understanding that, like, in, in high society or in, in prestigious circles, yes. using irregardless while technically not incorrect really is frowned upon and it's a bit of a faux pas. I suppose were I to run in such circles, <laughs> that would probably be the case. But even at the quarry, like, even with Mr. Whatever Flint, Fred Flintstone's boss is, like, sliding down our brontosauruses at work, I, we know not to say this. Picturing bikes at work, and, uh, <laughs> someone says, you know, irregardless of the Red Sox, uh, won game five or not, I think they would have taken the series, and Mike goes, <laughs> And shoots, shoots smoke out of the end of his pipe, and his mon- <laughs> his monocle drops into his tea. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I I also just want for the audience. I I will admit I'm currently broadcasting while drinking some peppermint tea in a monogrammed bathrobe. So those those things are true. But does I find you, I your- find this it. <laughs> Does your yeah. bathrobe have uh, elbow patches on it, too? It, it ought to. <laughs> but what's interesting is this view of society sounds like ACDC's view of high society and the song Big Balls. Your version of what happens at such parties is is Big Balls. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't geez. know about such things. That's what I hear No, about nobody them. invites me either. I think that I think that what we've done, what you've done here is put this in an appropriate spot because... For a very long time, I thought this was just a, a, a not a word, and I would have put it like number one or two on this list. But because it's technically just a word that, that you probably shouldn't be using, but it's still a word, I feel like this is an appropriate spot on the list. Yeah, I think that the I think that the underlying question that sort of runs through this whole irregardless question is how much of that backstory does the user actually know? Yeah we could probably have a discussion about that. Right. <laughs> All right. So that would bring us typically to the not top three. It's cue or... card, Mike. Cue card, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I didn't put one together for this. What I don't you know. Do? Like, commonly, I don't know what I commonly would do. Like, correctly used phrases. I don't know. Do you have any that you think of people, people navigate rather deftly? I don't know. I, I think I can think of, a million phrases that are used correctly on a day-to-day basis. Go to the bathroom. Maybe uh, people people say that very well. Yeah, I I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, maybe like a good not top three would be like particularly tricky phrases that people still get right most of the time. But I don't mm. know if there are any of those. <laughs> I don't know. People say hue and cry. I, people say that well. What? Him and haw. Wait, go back. What was the first one? Hue and cry. It's like an uproar. Um, oh my god. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of a tricky <laughs> phrase that I've never heard somebody actually screw up. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Never mind. I was going to make... That's a common one. People no, it's say not. That. <laughs> I've never people heard... say that. I've never heard Quick that. Twitter poll. Do people say Catterwall still? Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was caterwauling. Is that a thing people say? You I don't know. Cry. Let's let's get out. Let's not do this. I don't know what. All right, so let's go to number six. <laughs> uh, this is one that I hope is th- doesn't just bug me, but I think probably bugs a lot of people. Air on the side of caution. This I is... know I've I know I've brought this up with you before because this one really pisses me off. You, I I want to say that you told me about this like in two thousand and twelve. And you've ruined me since because yeah, I never knew that it was being said incorrectly. And we even I remember specifically at the time having this incredible discussion about how using this phrase correctly makes you a douchebag and everyone assumes that you are wrong. Yes. Which I'm so glad that you remember this conversation because that was the conversation I wanted to have. Yeah. Right now, because this. This is the problem. This leads you to this huge choice. If you're, if you're one of the chosen few who's in the know on something like this, what do you do? It's a lose-lose. Because you can't, you cannot come out of this without seeming like a douche. You're either a, you're either douche or a dumbass. You're either a douche or you, so either other people know that you were a douchebag or you know that you were wrong. And you yep. have to pick, and it's a tough choice. I have always, I have always <laughs> erred on the side of just being wrong and not being a douchebag in front of my peers. Yeah, but it really drives me crazy because now I know. Now I know. I'd say generally, truth. I have erred on the side of being a douchebag. <laughs> just, <laughs> just not necessarily with reference to this conversation. <laughs> just generally. <laughs> and also, I say, err on the side of caution. In addition to, <laughs> in addition to the douchebag note I just yeah. made, yeah. and I say unto you, I have chosen to be a douchebag. This is a, this sucks. Sorry to all our listeners, but really, you should be saying err on the side of caution. Yes, but like it's a it's a very easy mistake to make because when you say, are you so are you supposed to say? Error? Are people saying error incorrectly? No, they're saying like to to err is human, to forgive is divine. But you could also say to err is human, to to forgive is divine. The question is whether you think you're saying err in sort of like a err, or do you actually think you're saying air? And in I would say pretty universally, people think that they're saying air. Yeah. Here's my question for this for this particular scenario. What is the image I'm supposed to be conjuring up in my head when I hear air on the side of caution? Is it some sort of aeronautical image? Like, am I supposed to picture somebody has an airplane and there's some way that's more cautious? Like, what is the image that's actually being conjured here? There's no, there's no such image being conjured. People just think an error is a mistake. So, like... I guess that doesn't make sense either. Like, no, that's, like, see, like, that's why, not it. Like, why because is that the verb form of error? Maybe I'm just... So the verb form of error would be E-R-R, to err, yeah. or pronounce in a slightly fancier Shakespearean way, air. Like, a slightly longer, almost like saying, up in the air. No, okay. No, I've got this right. I'm thinking yeah, about no, it you correctly. Have it, you like, have it, you if have you're it going right. to make a mistake, 
make a mistake that is cautious. Like yes. if you're throwing a football, you make sure you overthrow so it doesn't get intercepted. Yep. If you're going to make a mistake. So that's all it is. is people are, think yep. they're saying it's the verb form of error. You just truncate it. You say error. I don't think anyone is... Oh, see, I think... Oh, you and I have a major disagreement then. Because I, I decidedly do not think that's what's happening. Oh. So I no, think, I think that's definitely what's happening. Oh, no. Hell no. You're going... You're being way too smart about this. See, no, what's happening no, no. Here, no, what's happening You're not giving people enough credit. Oh, I'm giving people enough credit. You're being... You... What's happening here is you have a a strong grammatical true north you just didn't know this one but you had the instinct to kind of pull you in the right direction but what i think is happening here and i in fact i'm almost certain of this is people think that this is too air on the side of caution like air something out i just think you're wrong i think you have put yourself on this grammatical pedestal and you're assuming that everyone beneath you is so dumb they don't even know the origin of the term and I just, oh. I just think subconsciously, like not, not, I just think that, I think I'm right on this one. I think people understand that the phrase means to make a mistake or goof and to do it conservatively. And so they're just truncating the word error. I really believe that that is where people are coming from on this one. Oh man. I, so I think end of the day, people are, are you, are actually using the phrase correctly. I don't, I don't often come across somebody who doesn't use this to the correct effect, which is, yeah. if you're going to screw it up, screw no, it up agree, yeah. you know, on the safe side. So I think people use the phrase overall correctly, but I I deeply disagree about how people are getting there. I I would love to hear from the listeners. So please, I just text us. This one, we're not going to do some sort of formal poll, but if you have our phone numbers, please, after you listen to this one, shoot us a text whether you, which side of this debate you and come don't, down on. And don't... Don't lie, but I don't think people will need to. I really think that. No, I think I, people. I think we'll get an honest. Assessment. I think that. I think people understand this phrase, and I think, like me, they just didn't under didn't understand that when you truncate error, you say er instead of air. Hold up, I want to be very clear. I don't want to know what you, the listener, think or what you thought. I want your candid view on what society thinks in your understanding, because I, I think. Our listenership, given the sophistication and class of our topics, happens to be very well educated. We talk about very important topics on this show, so I don't want to. I don't want to be skewed by how upper crust our, our listeners are. All right, I think what a de- what a what a depressing place you live in, Mike. To to think that just people in general don't understand. <laughs> understand what this phrase is i like oh they man, don't what a what a horribly sad way to view our our species i just i just think that in general people know i i don't think that that i don't think they think the term like i bet if you okay this is how you would test it right you would ask a bunch of people write down yes in, in a sentence i erred on the side of caution and say it just like that oh and, dude then they would all right, A I R E D. I don't know, Mike. I just, oh, I it's just don't almost know. almost universally they uh, would write A I R E D. I don't think you're right, but now that I think, okay, now that I've like presented this perfect test, I'm starting to feel like a lot of people would screw it up. But I still would like to believe that the majority of people would write E R R E D. Oh my, you've, you've been right about so many things in your life. This is <laughs> not one of them. Wait. Uh, 
I I don't know. We'll see what. The, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll we'll find out. We're gonna get we're gonna get some answers. I think here. this is funny that this is the thing on the podcast we've decided to talk for five minutes about how we disagree. Like this is this is definitely the biggest disagreement we've ever had on the show <laughs> through forty seven podcasts, and it's the stupid <laughs> fucking break. <laughs> Oh jeez! All right, let's move on yeah, to number five. Right. I can't wait to hear what people think about this. Yeah. All right. So number five uh, is is a big one that people get wrong. It doesn't bother me as much as you might suspect because I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's that easy. But I I do think just just learn this one rule: good versus well. So people screw mm. up good and well a lot. Now at, among phrases like this. Good and well, I think, is is reasonably simple, and I wish people would learn it a little bit more tightly. But, you know, it's grammar is not easy. There are situations where good and well can be a little tricky. So I try to be forgiving, but this is one that is very commonly misused and often to very annoying effect. Because it just, it lands with a thud. I, that's the weird thing about this. Most of these don't don't sound wrong unless you're programming yourself to mm-hmm. hear it as wrong. This one, when somebody says, how are you doing? Good. It just, it hits. It yeah. hits. It really hits weirdly. It is. Yeah. This, this one is one that I actually do notice. A lot of these so far are ones are, that kind of go by me. This is one that I notice and that I intentionally try to say. If someone asks, like, how are you doing? I say, I'm doing well today. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is appropriately placed on here because i think that if people really thought about it they would know that they're saying it incorrectly you know what i mean like yeah. i think it's commonly understood enough that this is the that's a, a mistake you know what i mean so i think that's a good point this is one where i take a brighter view of humanity i think that most people actually have a pretty good handle on what's supposed to be good and what's supposed to be well yeah i think that this is a little this is just difficult to manage on a daily basis. Yeah. Both because it's, it's just kind of tricky and nitpicky, but also because it comes up so much. I, there's not a ton of scenarios in which you're required to properly pull off a, a classic err on the side of caution. Mm-hmm. But every single day of your life, somebody says, how you doing? And while on one hand, that might argue you ought to get it right. It also, it's hard to have the perfect I am very well, thank you. How are you? It's hard to have that queued up all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. And you, and then, and then it's defense. Like you do, kind of sound a little douchier. This is one. This is one that I I will go back and forth on playing the douche and playing, you know, Joe Everyman on this one because, you know, I'm well. It sounds a little douchey sometimes. Yeah, it does. But ultimately, it is incorrect. Yes, ultimately. Or, yes, or yes. that is correct. It's funny. I'm just, I'm actually writing one down that I just thought of. There was one earlier that I thought of as we were chatting that I'm now forgetting, which might have been pretty close to number one because it was a big one. At any rate, <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about number four. This is, this is a big one because it's so weird. The image that it, it conjures up. That I'm confused why people haven't really thought it through a little bit more. And that's flush it out. Mm-hmm. So this, this gets, this gets thrown around a lot in work settings. So, you know, you, the classic scenario is you, you're in a meeting with a group of people and somebody says, you know, Janet, uh, from accounting, I really think 
that we should have this strategic initiative to sell more widgets in the new year. And somebody says, you know, you know, Jim Bob agreed. Let's, uh, let's have another meeting to flush this out. And <laughs> it's just, it happens a lot. What <laughs> the actual fuck <laughs> is happening in this phrase? What's happening? Yeah. Like what? This one is a confusing one. Well, and all right, but here's the defense though. Yes. In its defense, like what the fuck does the actual phrase mean either? You know what I mean? So that one I get because who, what was his name? Jim Bob? Yeah. So Jim Bob has a decent idea. One might even say he has sort of the skeleton or the bones of a good idea. Oh. So Janet then wants to have a breakout or some sort of follow-up uh-huh. meeting in which we will flash it out. That makes a ton of sense. Yes. You know what doesn't? Flushing it out. Flushing it out. This seems like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael Scott has some conversation where somebody says, I'm going to chew it over, digest it, and then see what comes out the other end. Like that to me is the very childish poopy image that comes to my yeah. my mind. Yeah, because like, because really, I mean, if you think about it, it, it seems like it kind of has the opposite effect of what you want it to. Yeah, you're ch- you're basically saying I, that idea sucks. I'm gonna poop it out and then flush it. Yeah, or like maybe you didn't poop it out, but it's already in the toilet, and you're like, you know yeah. what? This is not worth salvaging. I am flushing this one out. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel when I hear this phrase. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I just this one maybe would go a little lower for me, just because like I don't. I've definitely heard it. But it's just not like super common. Like I don't hear it all the time. Maybe in your, Ugh. maybe in your line of business, people are always talking about or should be talking about fleshing out ideas. <sighs> You'd think that would happen in pretty much any line of business. This is not one that I've maybe like it, or maybe I hear it fairly frequently and it's not like egregious enough that it sticks in my craw. Well, this, so this is sort of the counterpoint to the good and well. This one, it's really hard to understand how a person makes this mistake. Yeah. But it doesn't land as hard on the ears. Because good versus well is like you really, like there are no similar parts in those words. Whereas no. like, like you could trick yourself, be like, he said flushed, right? Right. Yeah. That's, well, that's the thing. I bet that this slides by because you're in a meeting and you're taking notes or something. Yeah. Janet is talking quickly and you haven't, you, you don't just have the pen out writing what she said. You're yeah. getting the overall impression. And in this scenario, the overall impression, it's intact. It's intact until you start thinking about yeah. what Janet is actually saying. It's easily passed over. Yeah. More easily passed over than a good versus well, I would say. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Do you have honorable mentions? I have a bunch. I don't know. If you're feeling like you're going to have some ammo, in which case I'll try not to step on some of those. I have two that are very obvious jabs at a friend of ours. I have one that I'm confident. (laughs) I already know what those are going to be, and I'm excited for them. (laughs) Yep, sorry, Dill. I have have one that I believe is probably number one on your list, and I have two that I can't decide because I think that like they're really 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 douchey and i don't i can't knowing you i think they might appear on your list somewhere but. all right so let's let's play this out and then i'll do some honorable mentions with yours all right <laughs> all right so that brings us to number three this falls very much into that last category which is i just i i know what the mental image is on this one but i can't believe people will still say it 
with what this conjures up, and that's nip it in the butt. <laughs> I, I, I mean, what people in what? Let's assume a professional scenario again, because I think a lot of these come up in professional scenarios because these are sort of trigger phrases that somebody can use to cover up an insecurity in an unfamiliar area of business or something like that. So you're not in the comfort of your own home talking about, you know, that Patriots game and just saying, yeah, Tom Brady had a good game. Instead, you're in work and you're trying to cover up gaps, in which case people will say nip it in the butt in a professional scenario the image of which is i don't know a gopher biting somebody's hindquarters (sighs) oh i thought you were gonna say like there's a pesky gopher and to get rid of it you nip it in the butt sure now it won't come back we nipped it in that's probably a more accurate scenario is the gopher when you went gopher i thought that's where we were headed so we send Kyle out to the garden, and he does what? He bites the gopher in the butt? Don't bite it. Why do you, like, why are you jumping to this? Like, I just, like... Because it's nip. No, nip I... is, like, bite. No, oh, I guess you're right. But when I think nip, I just think, like, like some kind of, like, some kind of action. Like, maybe I have, like, a switch, and I just nip it in the butt, and it's out of here. Not, not, and I don't say nip it in the butt, but, like, I can understand... What? What? I say nip it in the bud. That's the, the that is correct. No, I right? just probably say what what in the butt. Oh, what, that's okay. What? We'll move on. <laughs> wow, sorry, sorry. That's my that's my that's not me. No, that's okay. I think I think you're you're taking the incorrect usage of this phrase a little too literally. And I think when when people use it incorrectly, I think they believe that nip in the butt is correct. And I don't think they're thinking about it too hard. I think they're just saying we're just gonna end this at the okay. butt. Uh, so I agree. I think in this case, you're right. I think that it's so mindless that people aren't picturing the gopher butt biting scenario. Yes. But here's my problem. <laughs> America. <laughs> Are we so completely on autopilot that we can, in the company of a respected, you know, peer or a, a respected mentor, conjure up what rightly is the image of Kyle biting a gopher in the butt in the middle of a serious meeting about fiscal year 2019 planning? Janet is just trying to run a meeting about budgeting for this department. And some schmuck is saying, is talking about Kyle biting a gopher in the butt. It's just, it's odd to me that somebody feels comfortable just letting that rip in the middle of a meeting. Yeah, it feels a little crass to be using in a professional situation, regardless of how you're picturing of it. Like, if you do believe, like you say that people do, that it's a gopher biting a person in the butt, it really is unacceptable. I think even in the scenario I'm thinking of, where a person is nipping an issue in its figurative butt, it's still a little much. Yeah, it just feels like HR would get involved. Anytime you say the phrase in the butt, in the workplace. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like it doesn't super matter what precedes that. Somewhere across the floor, HR is like, huh, and they like turn their head. But someone said in the butt. <laughs> you would assume that there'd be some, or or I, I, if somebody ever were to write this out in an email, I get to think that they have some some keyword triggers 
One of which would be in the butt. <laughs> or just butt. Yeah, like, that's even, also true. Like, even saying, oh, I was at the butt end of a joke, you, I would, yeah. like, be like, mm, maybe I shouldn't include this in an email. I definitely yeah. would not say nip it in the butt, even if no. I thought that was the correct phrase. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This Like, the stakes are too damn high for nip it in the butt. I would think so. Yeah. You shouldn't really be talking about... Maybe, like... Even talking about a cigarette butt is like feels like it's out of bounds. Yeah, there's there there seem to be a lot of in the parlance a lot of, of times. issues that you're yeah, in the parlance <laughs> of our times. There's a lot of issues that you're courting by saying nip it in the butt. Yeah, it's just it's too risky. Whereas saying nip it in the bud is a totally PC workplace friendly yeah, phrase. It's fine because you're because now instead of picturing this. We're back in the garden, actually, which is helpful. So instead of picturing you biting a gopher in the butt, I'm picturing you recognizing that if you leave these tempting flowers out in your garden, the gophers are going to come in and destroy the garden. So instead, you nip these flowers in the bud and remove the possibility that the gopher comes and destroys the garden. That is not what this phrase means to people. I don't think, Mike. (laughs) What do you mean? Maybe maybe I'm way off on this. I always thought nipping in the bud meant like you want to get a weed while it's still a bud before it becomes a full weed. It has nothing. I just never, ever in any any correct or incorrect version of this phrase thought it had anything to do with gophers. Oh, I know. I just like the gopher in this oh, scenario. Okay. No, no. It's definitely it's definitely to do with a weed, or in this case, a flower that's going to die. Sure. You, you kill it before, but. No, there's no gopher. I oh, just like okay. the gopher. I like the gopher to be involved in this scenario. It's a little continuity from yeah, the previous image that. we had to this one. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't thinking that the correct phrase had to do something with gophers. No, I don't... Although, that would really elevate the HR involvement in this if we were talking specifically about the bud, which indeterminate meaning here, yeah. of a gopher, we're no, running no, no. into like real problems. No, I didn't think you thought the correct phrase had something to do with the bud of a gopher. I knew that you knew the bud was referencing some sort of some growth in the ground, but the fact that it was even tangentially related to a gopher, I wanted to to talk about because I know <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun in this scenario though would, to have a gopher. No, yeah, sorry, I pounced on your fun. I just was keen to to make sure we were on the same page. All right, so this brings us to number two. Number two, the only question I have about number two, is it? I I just want to say, after any time anybody says this phrase, my question is, is it? Number two is literally. Uh. Okay. uh, You literally broke my heart. Did you? Did you? (laughs) That is literally the worst news I've ever heard. Is it? Is it? (laughs) I literally destroyed that toilet after lunch. (laughs) Did, Did you? you? <laughs> in the case of my good friend John, who is definitely not a listener of the pod, the answer to that question is yes. <laughs> yes. One time. Can no longer be used. He claims to have cracked the porcelain, which seems unlikely, but. I believe but, it from John, though. I know. John is, John is, he's a Paul Bunyan-esque figure in my life. He just does things. Did I tell you, I, if anybody in this pod is in law enforcement, please stop listening. Yeah. He recently turned on. <laughs> 
a crane that had nothing to do with him. We were in the parking lot at softball, and there's a crane that's been parked in the lot for like a year. And he said, I can turn that on. I was like, what do you mean? You can't turn that crane on. He just goes over, pulls the set of keys out of his pocket, and turns the crane on, and it rumbles to life in the middle of this parking lot. This crane had nothing to do with him. So he's a Paul Bunyan-esque figure. So believing that he could literally... Break a toilet? Believable. Yeah, I buy that from him. He's a myth. He is a myth. But this this phrase is just... It's tough. It's so utterly unnecessary. It's never... It's almost never necessary. What I think is particularly bad about it is that people... I don't think anyone is confused about the proper meaning of literally, and they do it anyway. Agreed. I, I, I agree with that assessment. I don't think anyone believes truly that what they're saying literally happened usually but they just can't help themselves and i'm not exempt from this i do it no nor am i time but that is uh, what what's worse i think the most common way that you people misuse it is to say that is it is literally the funniest video i've ever seen when if you were to like actually rank like the youtube videos that you've watched the one that you're showing me right now is probably nestled somewhere in the top 60 or so. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's a, this is a tough one. And it's one that I think if we're like, like really seriously considering frequency of use, this is like, it's really high on there because this happens literally all the time. Well, what, what I think is really interesting about this phrase is the ratio of amount of times it's used versus like number amount of times it's necessary mm. is almost infinite because it's almost never a necessary addition right. to a sentence. Yeah, very rarely are you discussing something that was at the extreme of like your experience. You know what I mean? Yes. And I can understand the need for this phrase to exist because you do need to define that exact outer edge of this literally happened. That I do think that that phrase this needs to exist. I think, but it needs to be used very sparingly. I think what's interesting is that it needs to be used to combat itself because exactly like, like yes. if John actually destroyed a toilet, he understands that he might often say, "I literally destroyed a toilet," and people wouldn't believe him. But he would have to emphasize it in the only way he could by using the same phrase just correctly. I totally literally I exactly destroyed right the toilet. This. Yeah. It needs Oh my god. Pardon me, we're gonna edit that yawn out. Um <laughs> That's maybe not. I don't That's know. Damn. But at any rate, that peppermint tea is very relaxing. Um but I agree, it's that you're that's a great assessment. It just it needs to be there so that it so that it won't be used. Right. It's a, it's a, it's the only, it's only practical uses to defend it from itself, which yeah. is kind of strange. Yeah. But important. It's, yeah. A, it's an important function. Mm, indeed. I have a feeling I know what number one is. And if it's not, I'm, I'm very interested by what you think number one is. Yeah. Number one is the most self-defeating phrase on this list because it means exactly the opposite of yeah. what the person would think of the same thing. It is, I could care less. Yeah. I could care less is so easily debunked as a logical phrase. It It is not logical. It makes no sense. It is dumb, and it is so easily debunked, and its constituent parts are so simple 
that it this has nothing to do with education or breeding or yeah. class no. or snootiness. I could care and less. All concepts and words that are accessible to really the masses. No, it's it's so easy that when I hear someone say it, I actually I don't mean to do this and I feel bad, but I actually question their intelligence because like how could you misinterpret this, right? You it, you cannot. You cannot. There is no wiggle room a la air or but there's no way but. to get out of this one. It just is, and it's so it, obvious. It just means you've wrong. You've never thought about it. And and like this is one that like I don't feel douchey using correctly ever. No. Like, and I don't even feel bad for I don't do this because I'm polite. But like <laughs> but like if I if you said this, I would yeah. not hesitate for a moment to call you out and be like, really? Almost as a public service. Yeah, like I wouldn't want you to look stupid. I would like, like No. Like, oh I could I could I could care less whether or not the what this movie gets nominated for an Oscar. Like, okay, so it matters a little bit to you then because you could care less about it. Like, I would call you out for that and not feel like a dick for doing so. No, and I think you would be right to do so, particularly in a friendly scenario because this is pre- I would say this is pretty universally condemned, but interestingly not universally eschewed. That's true. Everybody knows it's dumb and thinks it's dumb, and yet it it slips in there more than you'd think. Kind of a lot. Yeah. I, this is an undisputed number one. I don't think there's any debate. I think so. I think frequency plus just utter stupidity, they they combine to make this a, a pretty solid number one. Without question. Yeah. All right. So do you want to, do I'm going to run through that and then you talk about some or do you want to get into some of your thoughts? I'll give you mine. Just, yeah. And then we'll get into yours, I guess. So one that is, is just like a diet is like a, a regional thing that we always make fun of our friend dill for <laughs> is instead of saying that he is waiting in line for something he'll say he's waiting online and we'll really annoyingly be like he's like well i was waiting online for the tickets i was like oh that's really cool nowadays you can get tickets on the internet gotta love StubHub. yeah not we- sponsoring us <laughs> no could be but uh <laughs> not yet compliance yeah. department <laughs> the other one that our same friend misuses oftentimes is and i'm sorry dill i've never i've never <laughs> called you out for this before ever and it's happening now when people say that they are frustrated by something and just omit the r <laughs> <laughs> i would never in an everyday conversation correct this but it's always like a little ice pick in my ear yeah, uh, it drives me nuts. The well, other- let's let's wait, wait, let's hop, let's let's finish hopping on pop. <laughs> Sherwin this was one. a classic. <laughs> this is an all-time classic, Dylan. We love you. This was and and to be fair, you know this and you've remedied it. Yeah, we've discussed this at length. But this was a tough one. Long story short, uh, freshman year of college, good friend of the pod, Dylan was under the impression that the phrase shoe-in was sure-win, which, as we discussed, fully logical and fits the phrase properly, just happened to be a misreading of the phrase. It's totally fine. And, yeah, and and (laughs) once we had discussed it, like you just said, I don't think he's ever... Every time it comes up, he says sure-win intentionally as a joke because we've had this discussion. The only reason this is even worthy of note is because it just was so odd. Yeah. 
Exactly. You it, probably unique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I bet there are, there are others, but it's just a funny one. Yeah. These next two are ones that are really, really nitpicky, and ones that I wonder if there are even people besides me that get worked up about them. The first is if I were to say, like, like he is as crazy as me. Mm-hmm. Like, really, the correct way to say that would be, like, he uh. is as crazy as I. Because to finish that phrase, like, he is as crazy as I, unsaid, yeah. am. As crazy as I am. So, like, technically, the right way to say that is is as I. But, like, if you were to say that in a conversation, people would just assume you were wrong. And you sound like an idiot. It's the same with, who's there? It is I! Right. <laughs> it's, so I, so I put me versus I. Yeah. On my honorable mentions list for that reason as well as the difficulty reason. So one is the, it's leads you into douche territory very quickly. Yeah. But the other and I think more important thing is while I would, I'd be willing to bet that misuses of me versus I would probably represent the, the most frequent yeah. Issue on this list. It's a tough one. So I had to take Latin for two years. And so there was a lot of talk about objects of prepositions and objects of sentences and subjects. And it was a, it was something that got drilled in. The issue is the English language doesn't deal with these questions as definitively as most romance languages or a lot of others do. Right. So you work out of doom from the start. I've got a hard time really coming down too hard on people on this I, one. I totally agree. But it is definitely used wrong a lot. Yeah. And I, I remember very specifically, junior year English, Mr. Dudas's class, I was just like so like convinced that I'd gotten this right. And yeah. when he corrected me and he like finished the unsaid part of the sentence for me, it hit me like a ton yes. of bricks so powerful that I remembered it like seven years later on a podcast. So like... That blew my mind, and it, I, I still I can't not hear it, but I don't blame people for screwing it up. The other one is, it's like uh, not tense agreement, but like uh, plurality agreement. So if you were to say, like, how many bananas are in the kitchen? If you were to say, there are a lot of bananas... That would, that like kind of bugs me because technically you should say there is a lot of bananas because you're not describing the bananas, you're describing the lot, which is singular. That's like really nitpicky and it's just something that happens to stick in my craw that I felt like mentioning. Yeah. I think that that general issue of the, the number agreeing is, is a tough one. But that actually brings you to the question of douchiness quickly. Cause that's a topic where sometimes, especially when writing these out, I want, I feel an, I feel an urge to, to do so correctly, but yeah. you end up looking like a tool the, quickly and you also look wrong. Yeah. Even though you're right. So like, if I were to say there is a lot of bananas in there, people would be like, why is Kyle talking funny? You can get yeah. away with it. <clears throat> you can get away with it and have the best of both worlds. If you say there's a lot of bananas in there, if you just kind of make it a, a, a contraction, that's a contraction, right? Yep. If you just make it a contraction and spit it out real fast, you can say it yeah. correctly and not sound like a douche. So that's what I tend to do. That one I don't think warrants being on the list. It's just one that bugs me. That's all I had. Yeah, I think those are good ones. I get a couple kind of random ones. One that's just in the that's just wrong categories for all intensive purposes. Ooh. I don't know where the hell that one came from. Two that two that are tough. The people say wrong quite frequently, but they're tough. I don't know. I have a hard time beating people up down the pipe uh, mm -hmm. and hone in. 
those are kind of tough ones, and both I can reasonably see where they come from. Wait, what's um, the way? What are? Sorry, I, I don't even know what you mean. Like, what are down the pike is the correct term? Oh, okay, sure. As is home in rather than hone in. Really? Yeah. So that that one, it's a perfect example. Yeah, to I didn't hone know that. would be to would be to like sharpen a blade and bring it to a point, so you see, can that's see what... why somebody. Yeah. So that makes sense, but then the other would be more like a homing pigeon, like you home in on something. Oh. So, point is, very frequently misused, but degree of difficulty is high, and yeah. the alternate is actually pretty reasonable. Yeah. So that's that's my feeling on both of those ones. This next group is one that, there are a couple that are pretty tough in them, but they're hard to actually be sure whether the person is speaking them incorrectly or not. Mm. Deep-seated versus deep-seated. That's a tough one until you see it written. Seeded versus seated? Yes, and it's yeah. supposed to be seated. Yeah. But that's a tough one to know. Yeah. Uh, one and the same should be one and the same, but it's often one... I- or, I'm sorry, it's supposed to be one in the same, but often it's one and the same. Oh. Or I'm, say- I'm saying that backwards. It's supposed to be one and the same. Oh, okay. But you get... You get backwards but, sometimes yeah. but it's hard to know case in point that's the opposite it's supposed case to be in case point in point but people say case and point yeah but hard to be sure so yeah. you can't you can't be judging this one is so brutal when written but you can never be sure but man oh man it hurts when it's written should have mm. like should of yeah oh boy when that's written that's that a is tough a tough one, one. neck and neck Mm. So it should be neck and neck, but sometimes it's neck in neck, which yep. is a weird image when you think about yeah, it. The human neckapede. Yes. <laughs> this one is, these next two are ones that I think just bother me or are unique to me. One is a prize versus a praise. That one, there's a mm. particular person at work who I respect greatly. I think she's a very smart cookie, does a great job on all of her stuff. Man, oh man, she says, I'm going to, appraise everybody of this but she obviously means a prize and oh it's tough that's tough that's a tough one this one is one that my dad got from a work person one time that i've never heard anybody say before or since and it's just awesome and it's lone and behold whoa yes i no idea where it came from where did it come from where did it where did it go i don't know but we just watched that episode of new girl (laughs) it's a great one um, my dad says "Lone and behold all the time now <laughs> because it's in commemoration of this very odd incident. And that was actually typed out, to be clear. This was written. Ooh. Somebody wrote "Lone and behold. That's tough. Two that I think would potentially warrant real consideration uh, and which are difficult to keep up with. So they might not because they're tough, but just people not using adverbs where they belong. Mm. That can be tough. That That falls with the well and good question. But that's that's a tough one. And my dad's favorite grammatical phrase to say is if and wish take were. So when somebody says, if I was you or if I was a carpenter, but it's supposed to be if I were. Mm. So that one, I think, has special significance to me because my dad really obsesses about it. But that's a tough one. People get wrong. That is that's that's hard to know. Yeah. What's the other one that your dad yelled at me for? Oh, when I said each and every. Oh, oh my. 
Oh, that's high on this list. That has to be my dad will will quit the pod. That's so brutal. He says it every time. He goes, "Oh, each or every." Every yeah. time somebody says that, he that he one's tricky it up. though because like it's it's like such a common phrase that it doesn't even feel like you're saying it. Like it's it's repetitive and unnecessary. But is it wrong? Yes, it's it's redundant. It's unnecessarily redundant. Yeah. But it's like a commonly enough used phrase that it feels like when people say that it's not used. In, I guess it is. So you're almost saying it's not like they're using a phrase. It's almost as though it's a self-contained thing that isn't a phrase per se. No, I think it is a phrase. I just think that like that's the phrase. Like I think that I think this would fit better on that podcast we did where it's like phrases oh. that don't make sense. Interesting. Like, this is, like, saying each and every is saying the phrase correctly. It's just a dumb phrase. Very interesting point. I don't know how to process that. Maybe we That's should, maybe one. we should retroactively put this on the stupid idioms pod. Although it's not really an idiom. I know. It, it was in this weird, it's in a nebulous zone. But it's, but it's more just that the, the, the mob has, has decided that yeah. this is a thing, even though it's not. All right. So I think we've hit a lot of the ones that, that might find a place on here. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any that I, I really want to stump hard for that I didn't originally include. Cause the big ones that stand out are, are a little trickier. Me and I adverbs. Those are, those are kind of tough. Yeah. I agree on adverbs. I think that just because of the sheer, even though it's, a, even though it's not one that drives me crazy, and like I don't judge anyone for doing it. I think that the me versus I, the sheer frequency of its use warrants it at a very low spot on the list. Yeah, like a seven to ten kind of spot, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's I think that's reasonable. I was I think I was trying not to come down too hard on something like this because no, and a lot you know, of these you run are, the risk of sounding like a douche. You know. Well, I mean that ship has sailed, but I think with a lot of these like. <laughs> You're right to put him as honorable mentions because they're wrong, but like, come on. And yeah. I just think that me versus I, like the, like the crushing volume that it's used at, even if it's never noticed, warrants it at least a low spot. The problem is that I don't really know, like, which one I want to take out. I think maybe number 10 makes sense. Yeah. I would, I, well, I would even, I actually, uh, upon reconsideration, I might just pull disconcerting out. Mm. simply because I think that might be a specific one that's nagging at me, but isn't necessarily yeah. bothering others. And I think we've discussed a need to continue with our universal outlook on these things rather than making them personal. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that then. We'll yank disconcerning. Might even make sense to just to throw I me and like, I right in there. I kind of like that. I think irregardless is where it should be. I like our top, I like our top three just the way they are. The only thing I might change is I would put like good versus well over, I would move flush it out a little lower just cause it seems like it's harder to pick out of a crowd than some of these other ones. Yeah. That I think is the, that I think is its only real weakness cause it's a yeah. tough one, but I agree that the, did they actually, did they say that thing is, is very real with that one. And I would put, I would actually think the the nebulous nature of irregardless and how like a lot of people really just believe that it's not a word actually moves it up a little bit. Like I might bump that up to five 
and then move flush it out down to like the six or seven range. And we just have to decide where it goes in regards to or on the side of caution. What do you think? So it would be nip it in the butt three and then maybe irregardless four, goodwill five. I was thinking goodwill four, irregardless five. Yeah, I'm good with that. Then er slash air on the side of caution, then flush it out. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in I'm in on that. Okay. Then what we've done is constructed a list, a definitive list of commonly misused words and phrases in that the English seems language. That what we've done. I would say this is what we've done. And we've taken a long time to do it. So why don't you recap for the good <laughs> folks at home and we'll get out of here. And just a reminder before Mike does that, please, what is our Twitter handle? At Top10KM? Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. T-O-P-T-E-N-K-M. Tweet us your- I think, I think that's the handle. I'm pretty sure that's it. So we're going to tweet out the question, the query, or so I understand. Respond to it with your favorite album of 2018 and retweet it and get as many people as you know to contribute so we can have a, a fun little episode here. With that, Mike, please take her away. All right. Number 10, on accident. It's just wrong. Number nine, try and rather than try to. Mm. Eight, the confusion of me versus I and some similar related issues. Uh, number seven, flush it out rather than flesh it out. Number six, err on the side of caution rather than err on the side of caution. Number five, the word that is but kind of isn't, irregardless. Number four, good versus well. Number three, nip it in the butt or posterior <laughs> rather than nip it in the bud. Number two, as our friend Chris Jagger would say, literally, when most often that is not the case. That is literally one of my interests on Facebook. <laughs> In his case, is almost always true. Is, yeah. is well used though. Uh, and number one, the biggest, Ugh. worst, most offensive phrase on this list, dude. I could care less. Ugh. It's Ugh. terrible to hear you even fake it. All Ugh. right, I hate it. Very good. I'll see you All next right. week, buddy. All right, stoke your pipe. All right. (laughs) Good work. (laughs) Bye. Alrighty, friends. That was our top 10 for this week, but now we'd love to hear your top 10. So please check us out on all of our available social media outlets, traditional outlets, whatever outlets we have. Check us out on Twitter at top10km. That's all spelled out, top10km. Our email, top10km spelled the same way at gmail.com or our site top10km.podbean.com all forms of communication accepted except for serial killer notes please don't send us any of those if you like the pod be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never have to miss an episode of top 10 ever again if you didn't like it please tell us why we'll try to make the show better our theme music was composed by kevin mcleod and our artwork was created by aaron sant you can check out her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. Alrighty, goons, we'll see you next week.